Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Continuing on from last week's episode, Universal Studios Hollywood in California started as a movie studio in 1912 and 52 years later morphed into a full-fledged amusement park. I wanted to touch on a few more high points to one of my favorite amusement parks on Earth. Growing up in Los Angeles, California, Universal was a place we visited quite often. It was so much closer than Disneyland. It was easy to get to. We had season passes most years. I was also lucky enough to have worked there for a couple years before I moved away. And until the pandemic, COVID-19, Universal was still a place we visited at least once a year and will be again just as soon as things seem closer to normal. Hollywood definitely owns a history of lifetime entertainment. An obvious early draw to the studio were the early classic monster movies. These movies were classics from inception, like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Phantom of the Opera, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Wolfman, The Mummy, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and oh man, I could be her all day naming all the classic greats. Which those movies in the early stages were all filmed in the studio and not on location. Not to mention the classics that followed like Psycho, Jaws, Jurassic Park, you know, those kinds of movies that inspire your love of horror and the way you watch movies, maybe even give you a thicker skin. I absolutely love horror and not only the entertaining kind of horror, but also the too real paranormal horror. This is where the episode will take us. Not sure if the paranormal aspect to Universal Studios Hollywood is common knowledge to everyone, but we'll do my best to represent the most curious phenomenon. The first story has to be about the aviator. The very first owner of Universal hired an aviator pilot to make a memorable entrance in the most elaborate stunt display to welcome guests to the opening day ceremony. The gusts of winds that day were so harsh the display was delayed until the next day. The aviator died the next day performing this elaborate stunt and is said to have never left the back lot. The aviator jumped from his distressed plane and it was said his spinal column was driven straight into his skull. He was 32 and was to be the greatest aviator of his time. Seen by many wandering the back lot, the aviator has the feeling of being lost or simply giving the feeling of wanting to be remembered. Incidentally, the aviator heard two days before his own death that his very close pilot friend and rival had died while trying to perform a similar stunt. Lon Chaney is thought to still be lingering around Soundstage 28 and beyond. Soundstage 28 is where the original Phantom of the Opera in 1925 was filmed, starring the great Lon Chaney. Over the years, many great horror flicks were filmed in the historic Soundstage 28, including The Birds, Psycho, and the most awesome remake in 1943 of Phantom of the Opera. Many a security guard has reported a spirit haunting around. Face of a spirit is seen. The face is described as Lon Chaney's face. Soundstage 28 was plagued with lights turning on and off for no reason. Doors opening and closing on their own. In 1925, during the filming of Phantom of the Opera, an electrician plummets to his death while on the catwalk. 
Could the happy haunts be of Lon Chaney or the electrician that sadly lost his life from the catwalk? Lucille Ball is also known to still be lingering at Universal Studios Hollywood. Sightings of her are not restricted to one place. Lucy's spirit is often felt and spotted in her old dressing room. Her spirit is playful and has been known to remove visitors' makeup, costumes, and props and relocate them to other rooms. Some reports state that missing items have been found in the building next door, like at the former attraction, Lucy Attribute. She is always described as having a smile on her face. She was a remarkable lady. Alfred Hitchcock is known for haunting his old office at Universal Studios Hollywood lot. In life, he was known as being a difficult director to work with. Seems like he hasn't given up being difficult. Years later, Steven Spielberg would try to take over his office, but wouldn't last for long. Despite requests from Spielberg to Hitchcock to please be quiet and let him work, the quiet never came. Spielberg thought it best to vacate Hitchcock's office. Good plan, Stephen. There have been many reports of a little ghost boy appearing on the tracks of Revenge of the Mummy the Ride roller coaster. Riders on the roller coaster seem terrified at the realization that their coaster may have struck a little boy. When riders report the little boy sighting to ride operators, he is never to be found. There are no records of a little boy's death and possible lost soul of a child in the lower lot, yet the little ghost boy is still spotted on a regular basis. Studio Scoop, formerly Ben and Jerry's, had some strange happenings near the freezer area. An employee reported hearing someone behind the freezer, thinking maybe someone had snuck in, calling a security officer to check out the scene, who inspects behind the freezer. One of the freezer doors is open. He closes the door and turns his back and walks away from the back of the freezer. He hears a noise and goes back to the freezer area, and the door is open. Thinking that maybe he didn't properly latch the door, he closes the freezer door. He again turns his back and walks away from the back of the freezer. This time, not moving far from the door, he hears a noise, looks back, and yet again, the freezer door is open. He knows that he closed it properly. He moves towards the door to close it and it slams shut violently on its own. One more time, it opens and violently slams itself shut. Let's just hope the security guard still has his sanity. Lower Lot Studio Store, formerly the Character Store, has had some interesting phenomenon as well. Employees have reported items randomly just falling off the shelves during broad daylight. One park visitor claimed that a stuffed animal hit them in the back of the head with no one behind them. The biggest anomaly was between closing at night and opening the next morning. The night crew would prep for the morning crew by stocking the shelves. The morning crew would be welcomed by all the merchandise on the floor. Who knows if this ever caused discourse between the night crew and the day crew? You know, until they realized what was really happening. The lower lot Jurassic Outfitters also has strange, unexplainable phenomena. Reports of a lost girl being helped by visitors. There are many different yet similar accounts to the little girl sightings, but like the sightings of the little boy on the Revenge of the Mummy ride, there are no records of a little girl's death and possible lost soul of a child in the lower lot, yet the ghost girl is still spotted on a regular basis. Hands down, the most haunted place at Universal Studios Hollywood is the studio store near the entrance. This houses the most malevolent ghost. Horror stories of the basement are legendary. Do not go down to the basement alone or this malevolent, or whatever it is, will make you pay. 
This spirit isn't playful and definitely sounds malevolent. I can't say it's a demonic spirit because it's trapped in one spot. Whatever this unknown entity is, it's not happy. It's been known to block the entry or exit to the basement itself. Its only design is to block any type of escape or just walking around any areas with boxes. Boxes used to confuse, block, maybe even make you just trip. There is one suicide on record since Universal Studios Hollywood became an official amusement park. It's a story of a scorned young man who took his own life at the park. His girlfriend, who he shared a child with, had called an end to their relationship. Not sure what he was thinking in the fact that he went to go see his girlfriend while she was working. She spotted him, called the cops. He saw the cops and proceeded to shoot himself in the head. He probably panicked knowing that she didn't want to see him. Yet, he shows up and sees the cops showing up in the place he probably thought he couldn't... He probably panicked knowing that she didn't want to see him. Yet, he shows up and sees the cops showing up to the place he probably thought he could talk to her. Not sure exactly. The young man that took his own life was suffering from depression, which is no joke. My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I can get my hands on, internet mostly. Thanks to wikipedia.org and Haunted Universal Studios by Brian Clune with Bob Davis. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallesnor and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End. <laughs>